back to All Rights Reserved, your exclusive entertainment law and law school podcast with your hosts, Kayla and Suna. Today, we're going to be doing a pretty casual episode. We asked you guys if you'd be interested in a get to know us style Q&A episode, and you said you were, and you submitted a bunch of questions. We're super excited to answer them. Um, I know I'm sitting here with the new like Starbucks brown sugar oat milk drink, <laughs> and it's delicious. Um, it literally <laughs> is so good. It's so good. And it tastes like gingerbread. Yeah, it's honestly delicious. And um, so I have coffee. Kayla had coffee. Grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or your water and just join us and like just chill with us today. <laughs> yeah, t- today's going to be a fun episode. Um, yeah. I think we just want to talk about ourselves kind of very casual, kind of more on a personal level. Yeah. You know, we don't always have to talk about law school and right. entertainment law. So we want you to get to know us. Um, and hopefully, if you ever want to reach out about something that doesn't have to do with law school or entertainment law or anything, please reach out because we would love to chat with you. Yeah, yeah. We love getting to know you guys. Um, so the first question we're going to go with is, did you always know you wanted to be a lawyer? Did you? Okay. <laughs> Honestly, no. So, so this is what, what happened for me at least. Um, so no, I never, I never knew I wanted to go to law school. In mm-hmm. fact, growing up, I always had pretty bad test anxiety. So I never wanted to go to grad school. I was like, once I graduate, I'm going to get a job. And then I don't have to deal with taking the LSAT. I don't have to deal with a mm-hmm. bar exam. I don't have to deal with school if I don't need to go to school. So I kind of went in with that mindset in college and my best friend, Uh, from college, she always knew she wanted to go to law school. So like from freshman year, she was like, yeah, I want to go to law school. So like, I need to make sure my GPA is high. And I kind of went into it like, I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to, (laughs) I'm like, not going to try to go to graduate school. So let me have fun. And, and I do regret that because I wish I had tried a little bit harder in school Mm. in undergrad. It's not like I did purposefully bad like I I definitely tried but I think I could have tried a little bit harder but long story short um going into my junior year of college I was going to study abroad in Barcelona and just for some extra cash I remember I was out at at like some event and my dad was talking to his friend and he owns a law firm and he actually was the managing partner at an entertainment law firm oh wow so convenient. I rem- yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that's how it all started. So basically we, like I put him in, like he put me in contact with the, you know, the rest of the team. And basically I interned there over the summer just to make extra money for Barcelona. I ended up making like mm-hmm. so much money. That was all the money I used for abroad. So it was like nice. incredible. But I remember like going there and even though I didn't really do anything like like I didn't do any legal work. I was filing, I was helping answer phones. Like I really wasn't doing anything like legal related, but I really enjoyed the environment. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, you know, it would be cool if I took the LSAT, but quite honestly, I don't know if I want to put that stress on my back. So I was like, eh, okay, no, not going to (laughs) work for me. No. So So I went abroad. I had the time of my life. Um, I come back. I'm working in entertainment now. So that job propelled me to work in entertainment. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I know I want to work in entertainment, not necessarily law. So 
that's when I started working. I, I actually interned with a TV station in Santa Barbara. So where I went to school, I was like, I was doing like field camera work. I learned oh, cool. how to edit on Final Cut Pro. It was cool. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, and then when I graduated, I was a production assistant on So You Think You Can Dance. Yeah. And that was like 12 hour work days just doing errands. That's pretty much what yeah, being happens a PA when you're is hard. a PA. Yeah. <laughs> so I know it was, it was really stressful, but don't get me wrong. It was a really cool job and it really propelled me to working in the TV scene. So anyway, um, after that, I kind of went into like some little crisis. This was like after I graduated college mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. I need a profession. Yep. I, I don't really know what to do with my life, but mm-hmm. Post-grad existentialism. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, um, okay, I guess working as a production assistant, making literal minimum wage, I feel like I was making even less at that point. (laughs) Like, it's not worth it for me. And I didn't want to do that. And I knew I was a smart person. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let's just try to, you know, take the LSAT. So, but, but that was actually wasn't even in the forefront of my mind until I had gotten a position with that same law firm, the one that I had interned with during um, school, Mm -hmm. during undergrad. So I actually hit them up again because I, you know, took an interest into law and legal because of them in the first place. And so what I did was I hit them up and they were like, oh, we actually, you know, our, our um, receptionist actually just quit. We need someone in. So I remember that was my job after the So You Think You Can Dance job. And it was a really, really great job. There I learned so much. They put me to work. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of, it's, it's funny because I was actually doing a lot of the work. I was doing the work that my supervisor, when I was interning there, was doing. So it's like I took over her job and it was nice. I worked there for two years and that is you know, kind of my path into entertainment law. And they, they were so supportive of me taking the LSAT and everything, but long story short, no, I did not know I wanted to go to law school. (laughs) I was at least 22. That's for sure. Yeah. I have a, yeah, my, my experience is a little similar too. Like I, never even thought about being a lawyer. Like in high school, I was in science track. Like I wanted to be like a biochemist and save horses. Like at one oh point, my God, cute. I, I loved biology. I, I still find it very interesting, but yeah. So when I was like applying to colleges, I had science in mind because I thought it was so cool and I was good at it and whatever. And then I took my first bio class in college and I was like, no. <laughs> So I ended up majoring in econ just because I understood it. I thought it was a good foundation to build on later on, but I never wanted to be in finance or anything either. But I've always been a pretty creative person. Like I grew up playing violin, drawing, um, eventually starting to sing and write music and play guitar and stuff. So I was very drawn to music in particular and I think that's just been in the back. It had been in the back of my mind for like forever because I love music. (laughs) So when I was in college, I was involved in the student run record label that kind of gave me the idea to, oh, maybe I should move out to LA and try to do this music business thing. I never even considered law school until I took like an intro business law class in my last semester at UVA, where we literally just went over all like the 1L subjects, like contracts, torts, property. And we had a like a fantastic professor. And I just remember 
kind of like a little light bulb went off and I was like, oh, I kind of like knowing how things work. This is interesting. Um, but I knew nothing about law school. And at this point it would have been too late to like take the LSAT and stuff. I didn't know anything about the process. So a family friend of ours is an attorney up in the state of Washington in Seattle. She does like some tech law type stuff. She's awesome. I mean, she's basically an aunt to me. Um, so I hit her up and I asked her and I was like, Hey, what's law school? Like, like, what's the process? Like, do concentrations matter? Are majors like, what is this? Cause I remember I was like looking up law schools because I knew nothing and she kind of explained everything to me how how you go about it and like the bar and everything and at the time I was like well I just finished this like 18 year marathon of education I think I need a break from school and work for a little bit and maybe I'll revisit this later so I kind of like filed it away in my brain to be opened the next year literally so I don't blame you yeah okay Yeah, just because I was like, you know, I'm not sure I want this, but it sounds interesting. So we're just going to think about it later. Like, I just want to get into the real world for a little bit. So as a result of that decision, I moved to LA. My goal was to get into the music business. And I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anybody. I just thought applying online with a degree from UVA was going to cut it when obviously like, no, it won't. Um, relationships, networking. Obviously, if you listen to this show and if you have listened this far, you know how much we love networking here. But um, yeah, I got very demoralized, very just like the existential crisis of postgrad. Cause like no one tells you in undergrad that like your first job out of college, you're probably not going to like and do that for the rest of your life. Like it's just like this weird realization that happens. So that got me thinking, okay, like what, what else can I do? What can I do? I know I want to be in entertainment. I know I want to be in music, but like, I need to figure this out. And I was talking to my parents and like, they were, they were basically like, oh, you should just do grad school. Like a lot of people who don't know what they want to do, just do grad school. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but I I'd like to put more thought into it this time. (laughs) So that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, I don't want to do a master's in econ or anything. I don't think a master's is going to really help me with anything. And then, um, I was thinking about business school because like USC and UCLA have these music business programs and stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, I have an econ degree already, so I'm not sure if I need to do the MBA or whatever. But that's when I came back to law school because I had been interested in it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if music law is a thing. So that led me down this like rabbit hole of research. I was like, oh my God, wait, this is actually a thing. This is so interesting. So then I met with a lawyer Um, that I had randomly like met at one night out at a rooftop bar with my friends. And we had bonded over the fact that we were both tall, blonde, and had gone to undergrad in Virginia. Uh, She went to, I think it was JMU or something, but she was so nice. And we had gone to lunch after that. Um, So I just like hit her up and I was like, hey, um, so I think I'm kind of like considering law school. Like I'd love to hear your opinion because she had like recently graduated when we met. So we went for lunch in downtown. She treated me to lunch and she was so nice. And she basically was just like, she told me about why she likes being a lawyer, how she decided to go to law school. And then she was just like, you know what? Why don't you just take the LSAT? It'll give you something to focus on so you don't feel as stressed out about life. And if you don't want to apply at the end of the day, you don't have to apply, but at least you'll have the LSAT in your pocket to like, you know, use if you do decide to apply. That's like, good oh, okay. advice. Yeah, no, yeah. she was amazing. I need to hit her up because I haven't like, caught <laughs> yeah, up with her in should. like two years, but she's wonderful. And like, 
that sort of started the journey of studying for the LSAT. And like, as I studied for it, I got very like passionate about entertainment law somehow. Like, I don't know, it just became this bigger idea. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I think I need to go to law school. And in the process, I started talking to more entertainment lawyers. I ended up working in business affairs, film and TV before law school to kind of like confirm that that was what I wanted. And it kind of just worked out. And I feel like taking time off after undergrad was very useful for that because I think that it gave me enough time to research my options and really think about it because law school is a huge commitment. And um, now that we're like kind of at the end of the road, I, I get very, I just like, I'm reminiscing about a lot of things and I don't regret the decision to go to law school in any way, shape or form. I think I was born to be a lawyer and I'm very excited about the possibility of being a lawyer in the music business, which is also what I wanted to do from the get-go. So that was my long-winded answer. I mean, <laughs> that's that's like really cute. And, and something funny about this is... Um, I actually took like our personality test mm-hmm. and it said that the number one career path that I should not do is being a lawyer. And I just thought it was hysterical because it's like, <laughs> like I, I'm, I guess that like really I don't funny. have like the typical personality of a lawyer, which is really funny. But at the same time, it's like, there are so many different types of law and not, and, and I think like people who don't know about the law profession that like in depth they're like oh but like what if you go in front of a judge like can you argue in yeah. front of a judge I'm like yeah. I'm not doing that exactly that, no, no, no. I'm yeah not doing that. that's the thing like I didn't realize that transactional law was the thing I think in my brain it was oh, just yeah. like, oh you just go to court like that's what you do yeah. <laughs> exactly so I think like a lot of people just don't really understand like the different facets of law in general and and I personally didn't either so yeah same I mean that's why asking people who are in it is a very good idea okay so that was our first question let's move on to the next one okay so we hit that um what got us interested in entertainment law I think we kind of covered that already Mm -hmm. um I think my I'll just add for me it was I I liked the idea of being involved in something creative and helping Mm -hmm. getting something made. I think that was, that appealed to me a lot. Plus like the the perks in entertainment law are so nice. Like, (laughs) no, it's fun. And I always knew I wanted it. Like I didn't really have like a specific way of knowing that I wanted to do it. I've just always loved TVs and movie and like, I don't know. I kind of just loved it. I fell in love with it and I got lucky that I had all these like previous experience in it. And also we live in LA, so that doesn't hurt either. Um, but yeah, yeah that's so, true. That's true. <laughs> let's move on to another question. Mm-hmm. So we also got, are either of you in relationships? And if so, do you have any tips for dating while in law school? Why don't yeah, you go first? We got another question about that. So are you guys in relationships? If yeah. so, how do you maintain your relationship while in law mm-hmm. school? So I guess we're both in relationships and funnily enough, our boyfriends are, have the same name. They're both named yeah. Max and uh, I just find that really funny. Like yeah, what are the too. odds? Um, I was single when I started law school and I met my partner or Max or boyfriend or however you choose to classify a relationship person. Um, we met on Hinge. I was never really interested in dating within the school just because I just, I wanted to keep things separate. Like I approached law school like a job 
And I just, I didn't want things to get involved like that. Plus, like, I didn't really meet anyone that I was that interested in. So um, yeah, I agree. That, yeah. So that kind <laughs> of just like, I was bored. I got hinge and lo and behold, two years later, we're together still and live together. So I think that um, maintaining a relationship in law school can be difficult and you need a partner who understands what you're doing and why you're doing it. Like mm-hmm. they need to be very supportive and understanding that you're going to be really busy and stressed out. And like one thing that I really liked about Max when we first met was that um, he was very flexible with my schedule. He was basically like, we would literally at the beginning of the week, hop on a call and be like, okay, like, do you want to do something on Thursday? Like, no, I I have to do this. Like, okay, let's do Friday instead. Like, you know what I mean? He was very respectful of my time. And I think that especially as driven women in school doing lawyerly things and working towards being a lawyer and stuff. It's important to have someone who's not intimidated by your intelligence, someone who is secure with themselves and not like, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think just being very transparent and just communicating. I think communication is really important. Yeah, no, I, I mean, same goes for me as well, but yeah, um, like you were saying, I'm also in a relationship. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for almost, uh, actually, we just hit four years, like last month. So that's pretty crazy. Um, I met him before law school. I actually met him out at a bar. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon where people can do that, but we'll, whatever. <laughs> um, I met him at a bar. I was 22. It was, I was actually getting over someone else. So it was like the perfect time to meet someone. Um, We just instantly clicked. Um, I was working at the law firm when we met. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I actually had a lot of free time on my hands because I was working. It's not like I had any work to do after. And then as time went on, that's when I started studying for the LSAT and stuff like that. But ever since then, I mean, going back to what you said, I think respecting each other's time is absolutely so important because mm-hmm. I know for for me at least my boyfriend hates texting like he oh, just yeah hates- Max hates texting too oh, we would okay. just talk on the phone it was so nice yeah. I hate texting too because like I read things literally like empty so I misunderstand everybody oh. about like everything <laughs> okay well, I hope that doesn't happen with me but um for me and him at least um he didn't really enjoy the empty texting. So it's like, you know, we just didn't feel the need to like text each other about everything that was going on. Um, as much as I wanted to, he kind of just like ghosted me. And then, (laughs) and then he would just FaceTime me later. It's like the hysterical. It's not like he's purposely ignoring me. He's just like, doesn't want to deal with it because he's busy himself. So I think the fact Mm -hmm. that he's super busy and obviously now I'm super busy, Mm-hmm. he's very respectful of my time mm-hmm. and it it just works so yeah I and think- you guys also have similar interests like that's the same for us because like he yeah. max works in the music business as well exactly and we're and, super and, passionate yeah. about music and like mm-hmm. um that's I think that also helps because like when you have a shared yeah interest but also things that you're working towards mm-hmm. um it's it's much easier to support each other and like I honestly yeah. I mean, my anxiety has gotten much better since having like a support Amazing. system. So my, my yeah. tips for dating in law school would be 
there's literally no rush, especially if you're like coming straight out of undergrad. Like there is no rush to get a boyfriend or yeah, whatever. No way. Like you no need way. to figure out what you want to do with your life and that you're making the right decisions for yourself before you're, yeah. you know, tacking yourself on someone, not tacking yourself on, but you know, pairing off with someone. And I say this as because like I was single for like 26 years before I met Max. And in retrospect, I think that was great because it allowed me to really find what I wanted to do. And I feel like sometimes in relationships, you can, you might be compromising your future goals just to make it work in the future. Cause like, Oh, like this person wants to go to grad school across the country. Okay. So I'm just going to move with them. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't think there's any rush things happen when they're supposed to happen. And I think that before you can be in a healthy relationship, you have to be in a healthy relationship with yourself and figure out your issues and like work through, um, I don't just work through your, your problems and figure it out. Cause I think that if you're secure with who you are, then you'll be secure in your relationship too. Yeah. Just really focus on yourself and and bettering yourself first. Yeah. And then it, it will all, you know, follow along and, yeah. and just really do just be selfish for this part, mm-hmm. you know, this time in your life, whether yeah. you're currently in a relationship, whether you're not nothing like that does not define you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. you are literally going out of your way, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to law school, mm-hmm. you're investing in yourself. So take the time to really focus on that. Like I, I personally have a very good friend who is a one L and she's trying to date. And I keep telling her like, this isn't something that you really should be stressing over because school is, is like, you went to school you for a purpose and you need to focus on doing well in school. And then you know, put the yeah. relationship to the side. That yeah. Like don't something. make it your sole purpose. Like, Oh my God, I need to be with someone. And like, you know, the right person will appear like they will. And that it, person, if that's in law school or outside yeah. of it, that's whatever. Yeah. But like, and they'll support you either yeah. way. Yeah. And like, I think that I like what you said about being selfish because I think law school is such a crazy experience where you're just so busy and so stressed yeah. out all the time only make time for people that make time for you. And this goes for friendships too, just because like you're doing something very difficult and you need people who understand that. And like, you don't need to feel (laughs) weird for having to leave a party early or like weird for having to like not go to something because you have a final or a midterm, you know what I mean? So yes, don't be afraid to say no. Prioritize yourself. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Things work out the way that they're supposed to. And and I think that, um, you know, the right person will come along at the right time. At least Amazing. It, he did for me. So, <laughs> yeah. And me too, even though it was before, but, but yeah. yeah, so that was a really great question. Yeah. Um, I think, all right. I, yeah. <laughs> and I think for women, it's always this thing where it's like, my God, society expects me to be married by now. I or know, like, I you know, know. I want to have a career, but I want to have a family. Like, can I balance those? Like, and then you also have the thing, like, you know, if you want to be a high powered attorney, like you need someone who can support that and not expect you to quit yeah. your job when you have kids. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's like, you need like, yeah. So I think being picky is fine. Like don't settle, right. don't ever settle for someone who doesn't understand you ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was a great way to end that <laughs> question. Let's move on to the next one. Go for so it. So why don't we talk about our favorite way to relax when taking a break from school? Why don't you go first? Okay. So my, I think in terms of general mental health, I find that I do best 
if I exercise first thing in the morning or I do some mm-hmm. type of like moving because um, I mean, I do have an autoimmune condition that comes with arthritis and joint issues and whatever. So it helps physically, but also helps mentally. And I don't get as exhausted as fast, I find, because it's easier for me to focus after I've done that. So mm-hmm. that definitely helps. But I love watching movies, TV shows, um, going for walks, listening to podcasts. Um, I've been getting into reading for pleasure again, which has been nice. I have a Kindle, so I read before I go to sleep. I love that. I also love cooking. I've been learning to cook more things in quarantine, which has been fun. Um, What else? Oh, yeah. I also (laughs) started like embroidery. I need to get back to that. But like, I like crafting. Like crafting is fun too. And yeah. obviously like listening to music is is a great way to unwind or like work through your stresses. Yeah. But yeah, Love I mean, that. my life's pretty boring. So that's, that's I mean, where we're quarantine. at right now in quarantine. It's, it's quarantine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just whatever. It's fine. Um, I've literally done nothing in like the past year. But for me, um, I, I love to Peloton. I need to get back onto it, but I've been... I love working out first thing in the morning as well. I yeah. think it really sets my day, sets a good tone for the day. Um, in addition to that, um, I think also taking time to just be with my family. I'm, yeah. I have a very, very close, close-knit family environment. I live like five minutes from my parents and we oh, just I'm got so a new jealous. puppy. I know. So I think coming home and, and just spending time with my family and the dogs, it just like makes <laughs> it literally just makes me so happy. And also getting lunch with my grandparents, stuff like that. Like I, I really, really value my family so much. And that's like the best way for me to unwind and kind of mm-hmm. just forget about school. Um, and then I know this isn't like the best thing to do, but I definitely always watch TV before I go to bed. I know I shouldn't, but like I, no, like you need I said, to unwind. I'm, There's no I'm judgment obsessed. here. <laughs> I'm literally obsessed with TV. Clearly, like I, I am born to be in this industry. Like I love TV. I could watch it. Oh my god, all day. I so love it. I, yeah. So I do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, besides that, I'm. I, I have a pretty boring life relatively. Yeah. Um, I, just made, <laughs> I just made the TikTok pasta. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- those are my ways to really unwind. Yeah. Mostly just spending time with my family and hanging out with the people I love is the most important thing for me. Yeah, I agree. And like, I, I'm starting to slowly, slowly socialize a little bit safely yeah. again. I think, um, over the holidays, the COVID rates in LA were scary. So I was like, I just, no, I'm just going to say no to everything because I I just, I I don't feel comfortable. But now that things are kind of, you know, vaccination rates are up and our numbers are falling and things are looking up. um, I'm starting to do that more because definitely I agree, like spending time with people that aren't related to school is a game changer when it comes to like taking a mental break because yeah. you talk about other things, you laugh about other things and like do different things and like going, even just going to get coffee. I mean, that's always nice. And like, yeah, when you're in law school, it's hard to wind down and turn your brain off, but just find something where you just feel calm. And I find that like, I like creating things instead of consuming them sometimes if I have the time, that's why I like crafting, but everyone's different. And like, you know, if something's going to help you wind down, do that. 
<laughs> Amazing. Oh, bubble baths. Um, bubble baths are another oh, one. Yes. Oh my God. Epsom salt bubble, bubble baths. baths. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Yes. Um, that was a great question, guys. Uh, let's see. Um, Suna, do you have a job lined up after graduation? I do not, which if you're listening to this and are like, oh my God, like is entertainment just like that bad? It's it's just entertainment doesn't hire the same way as like big yeah. uh, or like public interest stuff does. So it's quite common to not have a job lined up yes. unless you're like at a big law <laughs> firm or something. Just want to put that caveat in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be clerking for the entertainment litigation firm that I worked for last summer while waiting for bar results, but that Amazing. hasn't been confirmed oh, awesome. yet, but I might be doing that. Cool. Um, but my understanding is from like everyone that I've talked to is that yeah. you just start applying after you take the bar and that's when you figure it out for entertainment specifically, just cause they don't hire that far out in advance. Yeah. I mean, going off that, I also don't have any job prospects at the moment, but that's fine. I want to focus on passing the bar and then that's kind of how I'm going to yeah. propel one myself. One step at a time because the bar is pretty important. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's what's on our radar at this point. Um, that's a great question though. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What's one thing you regret in life? That's a that's good a question. Really, I know. I, I don't you even. Know, I'm going to probably sound really cheesy when I say this, but like I don't have regrets. <laughs> Like, cause even like, if, yeah, cause the thing is, I, I think it's a mindset thing. I think you can either focus on mistakes that you've made or things that you wish you had done differently or yeah. accept it as part of your journey to where you are going or where you are now. And everything makes sense in retrospect. So like, you know, sometimes I say, oh, like, I wish I had started at a talent agency when I first moved to LA. Cause I totally <laughs> could have made it into a music company that way. But if I had done that, I don't know if I would have been to law school. I don't know if that would have happened for me. So it's like, I try not to dwell on those and get bitter about them. Instead, I just try yeah. to move on and treat everything as a learning experience. So I mean, do without what advice. you will. <laughs> I mean, my biggest regret is going to law school. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really, but like kind of, I mean, like, now that like I know what it's all about, I mean, it definitely is something that I totally enjoy and I'm interested in. I really, really, really hope that when I do go into the working world, mm-hmm. it is something that I am passionate about. That is a little bit scary just because mm-hmm. I can't guarantee that I'm going to love everything that I do in the future. But, but, but yeah, you you're can right. depend I mean, on yourself though. That's the thing. The way that I look at that is like, you know what, if I don't want to have regrets, I'm the only one who can change that. You know what exactly. I mean? So it's like, if you're at yeah. a job that you don't like leave, like there's nothing yeah. there. <laughs> oh, I, I actually do have a regret about a job that I had. Oh, um, one of my positions that I had, this is, this is actually my biggest regret. Um, this has happened multiple times. So this has actually happened at two jobs that I've had, oh. um, in the past where, you know, someone who not really was my supervisor, but you know, someone I, I worked with who was like an older woman, um, I wouldn't necessarily say bullied me, but kind of just made me feel like I was worthless and, mm-hmm. and kind of made different comments. And, and I, you just know, and for me, it just felt very competitive and it, it felt very demeaning. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was very young when, when all this happened, I was like 22 to 24. Yeah. So for me, my biggest regret is 
it not one, not standing up for myself and two, not going to HR about it. Like there have been times where I have actually had to step inside the mm-hmm. bathroom to cry because I'm a very sensitive person. And when people, you know, disrespect me and they don't treat me with like yeah. kindness and respect, especially in the workplace, like if you mess up, I'll, I'll own up to it and you can give me constructive criticism, but don't be talking behind my back and, and just like, don't be that person. And I think that really, really set me off. And that was, that was one of my regrets for yeah. sure. Just not standing up for myself. I think that is like one of the biggest things you need to do for yourself yes. because if you don't do it for yourself, no one else is going to stand up exactly. for you. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's the biggest thing for me, you know, going mm-hmm. back into the workforce, I'm going to make sure that one, I need to make sure that the people I work with are wholesome and good mm-hmm. people. And two, just, you know, stand up for myself. If one of these things do happen, don't be scared to report it. Don't be scared to tell yeah, someone. Like it shouldn't. And that's the thing. I feel like there's such a culture of like not rocking the boat or whatever. Exactly. And yeah, I, I actually, I agree with that. I've never, I think the thing is I've never put in, been put in situations like that. But if yeah. I had been when I like first moved here, when I was like 22, yeah. 23, I would have probably felt the same way. Um, it's and awful. Like, it's an awful feeling. You don't yeah. want to feel like that. So it it definitely was, I think that's definitely my biggest regret in life, like thinking about it now. Yeah. But also at the same time, like think of just how much you've grown since then and how you won't let that happen again, you know, after living through that once. Yeah. (laughs) More than once. More than once. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I just think like actually going, I think getting older has, has helped with that a lot, you know, with sticking up for myself and you know, I also know more, I just, I feel more confident in my own abilities. So, so that, yeah, is, yeah. you know, that is the one thing I do regret, but it's okay. I learned from it yeah. and I just, you know, the, that's not going to happen again. Yeah. I really, really hope, but, but yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Like you got to exactly. learn from it and move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. All right. Great question. Um, here's another one. Okay. So do you, what is your dream job? What would be your dream job? Mm. And, you know, either at a company, at a, as a firm, mm-hmm. at a firm, mm-hmm. what would that be? Honestly, that's a difficult question because I, I'm like, I'm trying to be flexible just because I, I know I like transactional music law a lot, but I also yeah. find that litigation is interesting Mainly because with everything that's changing in the music industry right now, I feel like there's going to be a lot of issues arising in the future and like where the law is ambiguous or whatever. But I think like ideally I would be at probably just like a law firm handling a lot of different Mm -hmm. things. Um, But if I were to be in-house somewhere, I would love to go back to the Universal family because I loved my internship at UMPG. Um, and the, I just really, really love their co- company culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that would be pretty yeah, that's fun. Awesome. Um, but maybe one day I'll also have like my own practice or something. I don't yeah. really know. I mean, as long as I'm doing music related stuff, I'll be happy. There's, there's a part <laughs> of me that actually wants to start my own firm just because yeah. of the fact that like, I, I kind of just want to be my own boss. Yeah. I, I yeah. Think sometimes working for people, there's just a hierarchy and mm-hmm. I'm not about that life. I'm about, 
you know, being wholesome and supportive mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So who knows, but I also really want to, you know, go in house. I think working for someplace like Viacom again yeah. would be incredible. I loved that internship. Um, it literally has the most beautiful building too. And I think that has mm-hmm. a lot to do with it. Um, but, but yeah, we'll see. I also don't want to be too picky yeah. or too specific because if, you know, if I don't get that job, I don't want to be so hurt about it. Right. Like, oh my so God, that was my dream. <laughs> exactly. Like there's, you know what, it's, it's fine. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, if something like that, I mean, I'm also open to working at law firms, stuff mm-hmm. like that. If I, I think like your dream job is so subjective. And I think yeah. like working with, with good people is so important. And so even if you find a job, that's so not what you thought you were going to love, but the people mm-hmm. and the work is just so great mm-hmm. and interesting. I think that, I think that would be my dream job. Just, I really you know, like working- that. Actually, yeah. I want to change my answer to that because I, because <laughs> the thing is I could see myself being at a firm, maybe solo practice one day or yeah. in-house somewhere, but I really, really like what you said about liking the people that you work with because it's so you are important. with these people every single day of the week. And sometimes on weekends, if there's like an emergency or whatever, and like, I, I think that that is so important. So I will also change my answer to that and be my dream job is where the team is awesome and we do cool things. <laughs> Amen. Oh my God. I'm so influential. Yeah. I'm so proud of that myself. That was a great answer though. And a great question. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So next up we have, what advice do you have for an incoming 1L who wants to do entertainment? I mean, we have so many... We do have a lot of episodes on, on this, but I guess like in a nutshell, network with like everyone and mm-hmm. stay up to date on what's going on in the industry and just always be open to learning and get as many internships as you can. Like that's that those yeah. are our three, four tips for success in entertainment. Yeah. Uh, but I think that having the demonstrated interest is the most important part in getting hired. So if you're passionate about film, TV, or music, whatever it is, make sure you know everything about it. Like what's <laughs> going on, what your favorite yeah. things are. I don't know. Like I, I think that um, being passionate about it can also take you a long way. Absolutely. I, I don't even have anything to add. That was so good. Soon. Good job. <laughs> well, thank you. So the next one is advice or tips for students not in California trying to get entertainment law internships in LA or California. That's a good question. That is. Because um, that's kind of tough because I think yeah, it's like location is really important. I'm not saying yeah. it's impossible, yeah. but I think that if you don't live here and if you're not at like Harvard it'll be <laughs> tough just because um, you need to know people and you, your school, yeah. should, it, like it's better if your school has resources to get you in touch with people, but that doesn't mean it's not possible. And I think that in that respect, the networking should be your best friend and you should try to get to know as many people in LA or in California, whatever part of California you want to be in if you're not here um, because they will help you find opportunities, I feel like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we go to school here, obviously. Yeah. So that's, that would be my main input on that. Yeah, absolutely. Being in the location that you want to work in is so imperative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also, you know, going off of what you were saying, um, I actually got a job. I, I actually remember talking to the person who hired me and she was saying that, the other person they were interviewing didn't live in LA. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that actually was, you know, 
the reason why I got it over this other person. I mm-hmm. think the fact that this person had to commute so far about an hour yeah, was a big factor in, you know, in their hiring decision. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously now with COVID it's different, but I think it's, it's important to be in the, the location because yeah. they want to, they want you there so you can learn from them in person is much harder on zoom. So just really, really try your best to live in that area, go to school in that area. Cause, cause I think that's mm-hmm. your ticket in and, and on top of that networking. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I think that location is very important, but it, it's not impossible to do. It's just, yeah. you're going to have to strategize and be very systematic about it. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Going off of that question, what made you choose Southwestern would love some insight about the process. I mean, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Um, Southwestern has such a great entertainment program. Mm-hmm. They they really have a great community. I mean, echoing what James said in our last episode, um, he even picked it because the community of people yeah. is so is yeah. so supportive, so helpful. And then I was even talking to Suna earlier today where they have great bar prep classes as well. Like, we, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for a fact that UCLA doesn't have that. So for me, it's like they're going out of their way to give us an MBE class. On top of that, a Cal Bar writing class, where you know, by the time we actually get to take the bar, we're so prepared and we we just know what we're going to expect. So I think Southwestern loves to help their students and they really, really want us to succeed. And I, I like the fact that it's, you know, kind of a family. And so yeah. I, I really like it a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm sad that it, you know, half our law school experience has been on zoom, but I mean, it's been a great experience so far. I think the school has handled that really well too. I agree. I, I think agree. Yeah. when it came to my process of applying to law schools, I just applied to all the schools in LA because I was like, I know I'm not going to leave because I need to be here. I wasn't yeah. interested in going to the East coast again. Um, and Southwestern was one of those schools that was on like the, like the Hollywood reporter entertainment law list or something. And yeah, yeah, it was some, it's, it's been, we've been ranked for entertainment specifically, even though like our overall ranking isn't that great. Um, but like we have a lot of alumni in entertainment. We have a lot of professors and a lot of entertainment law courses. So knowing that I wanted to do that specifically, I was like, you know, this looks like a great school. And then on top of that, um, they did offer me a nice scholarship. So that helped. Um, but I agree. I love the environment. Our, our professors are so nice. The administrators are very nice. It's a very collaborative and accepting environment as well in terms of diversity and accepting students from different backgrounds, um, whether it's, you know, socioeconomic or not. And like, I, I, I just think it's a great school for that as well. And the bar prep stuff has been really nice, honestly. I mean, I think that they put it on us just because we're trying to get our bar pass rates up. But um, either way, it's great because we get exposed to the subjects a little bit sooner than you would just by doing um, regular bar prep in May or whatever. So it's nice to at least have the process be demystified a little bit by the time we graduate 3L and, um, you know, 
at this point, like what's going to be left is just memorizing and studying. So it kind of took like the fear out of it a little bit. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I don't regret my decision to go to Southwestern at all. I feel like I've had very great, very great, uh, very wonderful opportunities. Uh, I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of people through the school. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any regrets at all in law school, I think about everything that I've done, which is a nice feeling because it's an expensive process. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think this has been such a good Q and A sesh, but I think mm. we have one more question. Yes. We have and our that last question, question. And that question is what inspires you on a daily basis? Yeah. So what does inspire me on a daily basis? Cause to be honest, like I don't feel inspired every day. Do you? Yeah. No, it's, it's hard. (laughs) Quite frankly, it's hard. I mean, some days I have a lot of motivation and some days I just want to lay in bed and watch TV. So it, it, it definitely is hard, but I think the fact that like, we are so close to the finish line and we've, I was reading something where it's like, we've literally been in school for over 20 years. We Mm -hmm. have poured our heart and soul into, you know, being a professional as an adult. And so it's like, we are smart, we are capable. And the fact that we've made it this far is so impressive in itself. And I'm, I'm just like so close to the finish line. We are almost almost there. there. (laughs) And so that really like keeps me going. That keeps my you know, going. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. But I think if I'm thinking about it in terms of like when I was in a one L, when, when I was in one L, <laughs> can't talk, um, what kept me going? Cause like it wasn't, it was just a lot of work. I think it was just keeping my end goal in mind and being stubborn about that, being like, I want to do entertainment. This is what I want to do. And then doing things here and there that reminded me of that. Like I would listen to movie scores while I was studying or I would go see a movie every week or I would, you know, keep up to date on all the music and stuff. And like, honestly, sometimes when I listen to my favorite music, I'm like, yes, this is why I want to do this. So just little reminders like that. But I think that with like hustle culture and stuff, there's so much like misconception around being inspired and motivated every day. Like some days I don't do anything or some days my autoimmune thing is condition is flaring and, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> and and th- those days I don't want to do it. Like I literally yeah. would just like to be one with the couch. So I think exactly. that <laughs> having your end goal and your why for law school is really important, mm-hmm. but don't put pressure on yourself to feel on top of it every day. Cause that's just not realistic. I love that. And yeah. I think this episode has been really cute. This was and really I, fun. I loved talking about this kind of stuff with you. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any more questions like this, uh, we would love to see them and answer them because I had a lot of fun today. So I did too. And you guys asked such great questions. So, you know, uh, we're always around coming. on Instagram. Keep them coming. But um, <laughs> thank you for listening. We had fun talking over our coffee and everything. And that coffee is still delicious. Get the, yes, get get the brown sugar, oat milk, mm-hmm. whatever the shaken thing is. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and we'll see you guys in our next episode. Looking forward to it. Bye, guys. Bye.